0: What's shaking? Welcome back. I'm Rick Jordan. And today we're going all in. I've got a, a crazy cool guest today and uh, reading about him. is just near and dear to my heart. Some of the stuff he talks about because he is the author of break free from corporate, be your own boss. Gavin Sequeira. How you doing? I'm really well, Rick. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Did I pronounce your last name right, Sequeira? You
1: know what? You did a really good job.
0: <laughs> did I? But I messed good. up, didn't I? No, no, you didn't
1: mess up. Seque- Sequeira is a Portuguese last name, uh, but you did a really good job. Well done. <laughs> oh, nice.
0: Look at me. It's a good Friday, right? It's a good Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Although this is publishing on a Tuesday, but we're recording this on a Friday. Yeah. Man, I'm, I'm pumped to talk to you about this because this is something that I did. It's something that a lot of people think of and quite straight up transparent. It's what a lot of people have been thinking about the last two years. Yes. Right. With this whole great resignation totally. phenomenon that, that's going around. And it, it's intriguing to me because uh, you, you're living in Australia right now, right? That's
1: right. I'm in, I'm in Australia. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Because I'm curious, because right now in the US, we have runaway inflation. You know, and, and I'm talking you too, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we keep up with the news in the U.S. Uh, quite a bit because whatever happens in the U.S., we see it six months later over here in, in Australia. So, um, yeah, it's it's crazy what's happening in your part of the world. <laughs> That's for sure.
0: Yeah, it's it's very interesting, man. And and this is um, this ties into what we're going to talk about, right? Which is like the availability of jobs because a lot of people have just straight up quit their jobs yeah. over the last two years and said, "Hey, I want to do something for me. Yeah. I don't want to work for somebody else anymore." And wh- what's interesting is, uh, you know, I used to. Um, Years back, I used to think that that was the only way, you know, was to just quit and work for somebody else. But then I realized, well, that was pretty uh, narrow minded of myself because you can actually thrive working for other people, too. It just has to be the right kind of scenario. And then I learned this term, too, called an intrapreneur.
1: Yes. (laughs) Instead of
0: an an entrepreneur. (laughs) Yeah, so we're going to dive into a lot of this stuff today, but I mean, it, it, this is going to resonate a lot with those, I'm sure, that that are looking to do this. But but talking back with inflation real quick, I'm curious on your take, because if I look back like with the US in the 1980s, right, when inflation was running rampant and the Feds raised interest rates tremendously to try to combat inflation, right. the, the byproduct of that was this huge recession, which... Right now, we have a lot of vacant jobs because everybody's decided to do exactly what the title of your book is, Break Free from Corporate, Be Your Own Boss, right? That's it. So... How long
1: is this going to last, man? So, okay. (laughs) This wave. Well, you bring up a really good point, Rick. So, things come in cycles, as you probably know, and a lot of your listeners may know this. So, you're talking about the 80s. We had a recession in the 80s. It was felt worldwide. uh, And it was a bit of a disruptive period, almost a, a reset, if you like. You know, because when things go in one direction, they have to come down at some point. You see it in the property market, you see it in the stock market. It, it's inevitable. And so we had one even in 2007, 2006,
0: seven, 8, the global. Yeah, with the, the real
1: estate bubble. Yep. 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 So. Uh, you know, in Australia, uh, where I live, that was a quite a disruptive period. We had a lot of technology companies, uh, go bust and not go bust. Sorry. They, they had a lot of layoffs, a lot of restructuring. Um, I was involved in one of those. So I used to work for IBM, Oracle, you know, those kind of companies. So you, you and I sort of share that technology kind of background. And I remember, you know, Oracle at the time took over or was merged with another company called BEA. Um, and, instantly, we had hundreds of jobs that just went, you know what, we don't need them anymore, gone. And luckily for me, in, in that case, this is back in 2007, I'd started a part-time business on the side, really just for fun, Rick. I was just mucking around, you know, but I, I didn't really know what I was going to do. But if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't have known what it was like to, to make a dollar outside of my job and when I got when I was told, hey Gavin, um, you're one of our top one performers, we'd like to keep you, we're going to get rid of your team, we're going to get rid of your management all of that, we're going to keep you, we're going to move you to this other area cut your pay, do you want it? How does that sound? And I went, you know what guys, much. I, I don't think that's a good deal, I'm, I'm out of here and I had a little bit of income coming in from this business and I kind of really set my sights on it and I said you know what, this is going to be a long road moving forward but but it feels right for me to kind of make my own way because otherwise, all I'm doing is getting back on the merry-go-round, and it's I'm just getting on a, on a, on, a, on a sinking ship, you know. and It's really unpredictable, and so you're right. Um, going from job to job might sound like the only way for a lot of people, a lot of your listeners, but uh, sometimes it can be it can be a, a downward spiral, and and unless you look at opportunities out there where you can add value, where you can maybe make a difference. Your income potential is uncapped, you know, and really there's no limit to what you can do. And I know you've gone down that path, and look where it's led you.
0: For sure, my man, you you bring up a lot of good points in what you're saying, and I think you may have just had a prophetic moment about the next two to five years as well about like your, your exact experience where they're like, Hey, you know, you're a top performer. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to fire everybody else in your department and we're going to pay you less money. How does that sound? Oh, it sounded
1: terrible. You know, I, I,
0: I, I, I'm sure that's what happened in the eighties. Right. Yeah. And that's what we're looking at potentially happening now over the next couple of years. Right. So I'll throw this at you. I'm curious on what your thoughts are about this, because when I've been talking about this, mm. you know, and your, your book would be a good read for anybody listening, which mm. hell we'll just say it right now. You know, where, where do we go? Facebook.com slash break free from corporate. It's on Amazon too. I would assume. Oh,
1: if people want to grab the yeah, actual please. book, I mean, yeah, it's on Amazon. You can go to yep. breakfreefromcorporate.com forward slash book. But, I put that book together really, Rick, to, to give people just a step-by-step on how to change that mindset around transitioning from your corporate job to a business. It's not about what type of business to get into. I mean, I, I never prescribe to people, hey, I think you should do this or you should do that. Do whatever yeah. you want to do, but know the risks, know how to plan it out, know how to uh, have a uh, you know a, a backup fall plan. You know, I, I, I like to tell people you need to go all in. But do it in a smart way. Don't put the house at risk. You know, don't, don't, if, you're, if, if your job is right now feeding your family and your kids, don't quit that to do something that you haven't thought about, you haven't planned it out. I've seen people do that, Rick, and they, they've not only lost the business, they've lost the house. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you're just going to be smart about it. Uh, There are pros and cons to business, but there are pros and cons to not doing anything as well. If you just put all your eggs in one basket with the job, you're really at the mercy of your employer. And like we've seen in the last couple of years with the pandemic, you know, economic climates can change in an instant, um, you know, and your job is suddenly no longer viable, which means you're no longer needed. And therefore, What do you do? If you haven't thought about another plan B, you're in a lot of trouble. And we saw this happen in the hospitality industry. We saw it happen in the retail industry. Uh, We saw it in the aviation industry. You know, these industries got decimated, right? So to your point, um, yeah, I really think people need to just think of another way forward. Like what is another way that you could make a living, earn an income, do something different and just, uh, you know, plan it up. And that's what the book talks about.
0: That's awesome, man. Cause again, I think you're being prophetic and that's a a lot of what I see coming in the next couple of years. And for anyone listening, I've been talking about this on stages, on, on guesting, on podcasts, even on news media, you know, that, that what I see coming is, and I'm not an economist, but I just look at patterns, right? And You know, there's a lot of vacant job positions right now because of the great resignation. But what happens is unemployment's at a historic low. And then as soon as inflation goes up, they're going to do exactly what you're saying. Exactly what Gavin said is that they'll start to cut those vacancies and not fill them and go beyond that and cut existing job roles right now, because that's what, what large companies or anybody really does to conserve cash is they try to become, they start to choose efficiency and stability over growth during these times during these pullback times, you know, so it may be your time to do that. Because if you if you don't do it now, (laughs) if you don't do it, now, this is my (laughs) advice, right? If you don't do it now, it's going to be a lot more difficult two years from now when economic times could be worse than they are currently.
1: Yeah, 100%, 100%. So, you know, the timing is really good for people to start questioning, you know, am I in the right place? Am I doing the right job? If you weren't happy before and you're not happy now, When are you going to be happy, right? And you don't have to worry about what you've done in the past. It's all about what can you do for the future. What, how do you see yourself in the next five to ten years? And some industries are changing really quickly right now, Rick. They're evolving. You know, maybe they've gone one way all this time, but because of the disruption of the last couple of years, they've had to change the way they do business. You know, traditionally, a lot of places that that needed people to come into the office. And, and work five days a week, Monday to Friday are now saying, you know what, Rick, you want to spend time with your family? You can work three days from home. You know, we're, we're going to be flexible because we don't want to lose you. You know, so they're changing the way they do business. Uh, A lot of places are allowing, uh, they're, they're altering their HR policies, uh, and, I'm seeing a lot of opportunity out there for people to go. Hey, maybe I can do this on the side. Maybe I can do this. My company is not going to these areas. Maybe I can provide that service, and so you know, there's there's a lot of opportunity. When you find challenges, I always find opportunity, and I always see these things, and I encourage people to just look beyond. What the immediate scenarios are unfolding, you know, find the gaps, see, see where you can kind of connect the dots a little bit. If you see there's a challenge, you know, what's missing? Can you fit? Can you fit somewhere in there or can you, can you, can you fill a little niche or a little gap? And if you can, let's talk about it because maybe there's an opportunity for you to do something.
0: I like your perspective, man. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. That's, and that's really what we're encouraging everybody to do right now. is yeah. it? It's like, you know, start asking the questions. Ask the questions. You know, if we can just help anyone listening who, who we're talking to you right now, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you're listening is just start asking questions. You know, are you happy where you're at? Yeah. You know, is this something that you could see yourself being stable in over the next several years? Because when, just to write out what's going on, mm-hmm. you know, or is it a time to start maybe thinking, well, if I'm not happy, maybe it is time to start looking at something else without with or without keeping the stability of your current employer <laughs> <laughs> right you know, it, right it depends every situation is different like gavin saying and yeah d- but it's it is most definitely time would you agree gavin it's most definitely time to start asking yourself the questions
1: 100 percent, and i i really believe here whether you're a spiritual person or, or or you just believe there there is a reason why things happen i think these things happen to kind of just reset where we're at because it's easy to be on this train and you're heading in one direction and people just forget what's happening around them. They're all caught up in this tunnel vision. You know, I just got to get up each day, go to work, come home, do the same thing day after. And, and suddenly our lives get disrupted a little bit. And some people just go, Oh my goodness, where am I? You know, what's what's happened because they haven't been paying attention to what's been going on. The good news guys is We now know what's going on. We've kind of seen a little bit of what's happening in other parts of the world. You know, we might live in a comfortable area right now, Rick, but there are wars going on in other countries, right? There are things going on that we just need to be aware of. And how will that impact us where we live? How will that impact our jobs? How will that impact our family, our kids? And so you're just going to start thinking out a little bit into the future, you know, is the area I'm working in going to be around for the next five years or 10 years? What's that gonna look like? You know, how's technology gonna play a part? Am I gonna keep am I gonna be able to keep up? Am I cut out for this? Am I too old? Am I do I need to find a plan B, another way to move forward? And the minute you start asking those questions, one question will lead to another question, it'll lead to another. And then you might get stuck on the answer because it's like, where do I go from here? So then you might need to talk to someone who's either been there and done that. And I always recommend, you know, talk to someone who's kind of done what you're thinking of doing or someone who's been down that path, maybe a good mentor, a good coach, or someone who's just kind of a few steps ahead of the game and get their perspective. And that's why I love listening to, podcast like yours, or, you know, I run a podcast as well, Rick, where we try and share stories of people like yourself, right? Where people have gone from the corporate world, they started their own business. How do they do it? Why do they do it? And how do they do it? And uh, I think that's always going to be a good thing. If you can just keep your mind engaged, keep educated, you know, it's, it's a win-win.
0: Right on, right on. I know we're talking about breaking free from the corporate world. What's one or two things that you actually liked about the corporate world?
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally. I'm very grateful, by the way, to the corporate, um, entire corporate scenario because it gave me a start in life. It, It taught me quite a lot of things about structure, about discipline, turning up to a place, you know, uh, what it meant to achieve certain goals. Uh, it, it got me started in my career. You know, I, I did a, uh, An engineering and a commerce degree. So, I have got all these letters after my name. I did an MBA. I kind of rose through this corporate ladder and it taught me how to progress through the stages. I got into management um, and I got to work with large teams. I ran a team. I got to travel uh, to some really cool parts of the world like Asia, uh, the US, all over Australia. And uh, I'm very, very grateful for all those experiences because, you know, without my corporate experience, I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing right now, which is talk to corporate people about how they can improve their lifestyle. Because I had a, I had to go through that myself, uh, and so I, I really think the whole corporate experience was a good one for me. But might it, it had a shelf life, right? It, I wasn't cut out to be the corporate guy for 40 years. It just wasn't my my thing. Uh, and whoever's listening to this right now, you know whatever you've done up to this point has is great is that still the the path you want to go on for the next five, 10, 20 years? That's the only question you have to ask yourself. But I loved it. I I loved it, but it got to a point where I needed to make that change.
0: That's an interesting prospect that you're asking yourself in there. You know, what does this look like the next five, 10, 20 years? I've always struggled, man. I've never been able to look that far ahead.
1: Okay. (laughs) 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 Uh, You know, it's so I have friends who work for um, uh, their pilots, Right in the aviation industry, uh, they work for um, Qantas, which is in, in Australia, that's like American Airlines or Delta or something like that. Yeah. And, um, you know, th- they've been a pilot for the last almost 20 years. And the last couple of years, they've been out of work. <laughs> they cannot, they could not get a job. Flying a plane because, well, mm-hmm. guess what you know that that part of the the industry just died down, and some of them ended up doing delivery uh, jobs. They ended up doing, I mean, you know, you just had to find another way to earn a living. And so, it's interesting, like how industries can change over time. You know, I had I have people I know that ran gyms. Right, ran, worked in retail, and and those places were cut down. I do karate, by the way. I'm a I'm a uh, I'm I'm one belt short of a black belt, and I was due to get that a couple of years. Awesome, ago. but guess what? My karate school closed down. <laughs> it closed down. They, you could not train. <laughs> and, and I'm like, man. <laughs> so you know, you know,
0: I know that happened with my, two of my kids were in taekwondo. Right, right, and, and same so, same thing, man. You know, yeah. The guy,
1: the guy who ran that school, karate school, he ran several schools over in, in, in in the town where I live. And, uh, you know, he went from earning, you know, close to a seven-figure income down to zero, literally zero. could not open the door to his premises because of, of COVID and things like that. So, you know... You just got to ask yourself: Could something like that disrupt my my business or, or where I work? Um, if so, what else could I do? Could I do something online? Could I? Is there a mitigating way I can yeah. look forward? And they're, they're the sort of things I I like to look forward in that perspective. I mean, it's hard to look, you know, five, ten, twenty years otherwise. But you know, you just have to ask the question.
0: For sure. And that's where everything starts too, isn't it? You yeah. know, is just asking the questions. Now, here's a scenario, right? Cause it, we're talking a lot about that and we're, we're pretty much saying like that's actually the answer for everyone right now is to start asking questions. Yeah. Yeah. When, when you run it, cause I know you run a community too, and you probably run across this. So do you find one two part question? Do you ever find people who are afraid to start asking the questions mm-hmm. and assuming that's yes, how do they overcome that mental block
1: yeah good question so most of the people i, <laughs> I talk to are afraid to ask a question and you might say well why am i talking to them well i like yourself i put out information you know out there like like the podcast, like the, the the book. I've got eBooks, webinars, all of that. The reason I put that out, Rick, is to get people thinking about it. Because sometimes, you know, you're, you're sitting back late at night, you're watching TV, or you're talking to someone, and you, are oh, if only I could do this, or I wonder what life would be like if I could, you know. And people, and then that that thought process starts. People get on the internet, they start searching, and they come across your podcast or they come across my book, uh, and and. They've never thought about it before. So they've never asked the question, yeah. but this is now piquing their interest. They may then get on the phone and get a call from us, or, or they might you know start chatting and and we ask them the question: Hey, have you thought? Have you asked this question? Have you ever thought about you know what life would be like if you didn't work where you're working? And a lot of people will go: Actually, I've never thought about it. I mean, I, I've never done anything but this job for the last ten years, or whatever. So it's not uncommon for me to find that. But then once we start talking to them about these things and what would it be like if you could do this, you know, what, if you could pick up these skills, if you could put together this, this program or this package and teach people this, um, this, it opens up this whole door of, of, of um, excitement in in their eyes. Also fear and, and, you know, a bit of um, anxiety, (laughs) but, uh, but I guess, you know, once, once, once that door is open, I find people are more inquisitive to ask more and more questions. So uh, initially it's a little bit uh, closed off, but but once that door is open, I think people are a little bit more receptive when they find out, Hey, I'm not the only one asking those questions. There's people like, like Rick, there's people like you, Gavin, who've, who've done it before. And there's a whole community of people who, who are doing it right now. Maybe I should be looking into this. And so I find we move people from, from here to here, just in that thought process, in that mindset, Does
0: that make sense? For sure it does. Yeah. And I mean, there's a lot more things because I mean, this show usually goes longer, but I, I want to keep this right here for everybody today because everything you've said is just so freaking powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and this is the starting point, right? And it's always like the truth is a good place to start. Because <laughs> yes. you know, beyond that, you know, I, I, want, I want to tell everybody, go get Gavin's book, right? You know, ch- check out his community that he has. Because it, when you start asking the questions that he's saying right here, that's when you're actually going to be able to see what's possible for you. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, start doing it now. Start asking those questions right now, because yeah. two years from now, it's going to be too late. It's going to be too late.
1: Yeah, you know, there's a there's a another good uh, um, book that people could read. It. I think that's online and on Amazon and things like that. It's called The Top Five Regrets of the Dying. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. There's a lady called Bronnie Ware. So Bronnie, B-R-O-N-N-I-E, and then her last name is W-A-R-E. She's Australian, and she it was a, um, a a palliative nurse, someone who worked with people who, who are kind of dying or on their lap, you know on the on the deathbed, and she literally worked with hundreds and hundreds of people over the, the course of her career. And guess what question she used to ask? every single person you know when she was talking to them hey it'd be something like hey Rick you know you've lived a good life do you have any regrets you know and guess what they all said they all said things like I wish I Did this? I wish I took a chance. I wish I um, spent more time with the family. I wish I traveled more. I wish I had more fun. I wish I, you know, I just wish I hadn't left things so late. And that's typically what people say, right? And
0: shoulda, coulda, woulda.
1: Shoulda, coulda, woulda. And not one person ever said, "I wish I worked longer hours. I wish I stayed back that Saturday night and worked on my presentation. I wish I." No one says that. So if you find that you're you're working ridiculous hours you're you're kind of caught in this trap you're you you can not see you know the, the end of the tunnel and you you're looking for a way out you're not quite sure how or where or when um, i definitely recommend just start questioning all of that looking for other other ways you know we live in a great information age you know jump on google <laughs> you know, type in what are other yeah. people doing, what yeah, are doing? <laughs> exactly
0: i love it gavin you're awesome you're awesome man man. everybody check out gavin because you you know you know what i'm in and start asking the questions today because gavin thank you for being on thank you thank you and uh you can find gavin's book anywhere on amazon which again it's break free from corporate be your own boss that's awesome and you deserve it